hour number three of the Bill Michaels Show. Hopefully you're enjoying your day. Bite me. <laughs> that was the bloodletting that went on in the last segment of the program. Uh, something you're going to have to go back and listen to if indeed you missed it and you're just tuning in now. You can always find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and on Google Podcasts. Always find the program at the Zone Madison app. You can find everything there and simply go to thebillmichaels.com. That is thebillmichaels.com. Dot com. So yesterday, yesterday, now if the negotiation between the NFL and the NFLPA and Deshaun Watson's representation isn't enough to make you want to throw up on yourself. Uh, I Do you read Jason Whitlock at all uh, on The Blaze? No, I am not really a fan of his. Um, Jason Whitlock, I love his writing. And the reason why is, I agree with you, I'm not necessarily always in agreement with him, but he makes me think. And I love that about a good writer. I think he's a tremendous writer. He is completely anti-establishment. He is very, very blunt. Um, he's been called a complete Uncle Tom uh, at times uh, because he is an African-American writer. Uh, and other times he is spot on and people don't want to hear the truth. Other times I think he's nuts. And I, I think, what well, is he doing this just to stir up the pot? But he's an unbelievably good writer in the sense of making you think. So yesterday, the uh, commissioner, Roger Goodell, uh, who is no friend, by the way, of Daniel Snyder's, uh, was called before the House of Representatives launching the investigation into the Washington commander's toxic work environment. And the representative from Detroit, Rashida uh, Talib, I think is her name. I, I could be wrong on that, so I apologize if I butchered it, uh, bashed Roger Goodell for not removing Snyder from NFL ownership. Uh, now, if the allegations are true, okay, we we there's been a lot of a lot said, uh, as we all know, regarding Daniel Snyder. And if we're going to look at Deshaun Watson and say, you know what, where there's smoke, there's fire, get rid of this clown, the same has to be said for Daniel Snyder, regardless of the color, regardless of the power, regardless of the money. The same has to be said for Daniel Snyder, and I agree with the House of Representatives. Uh, however. Uh, the, if you read his article, Jason Whitlock's article, it seems to indicate that Daniel Snyder just bought the wrong team at the wrong time because he said, according to corporate media, Snyder is a racist and a sexist. He keeps trying to make peace with enemies who have no interest in a negotiated settlement. He's changed the team's name to the commanders, even though he fought like hell to keep it the Redskins. Installed his wife as the CEO, hired a black team president, a black general manager, a Latino head coach, and filled the organization's senior leadership with four women. Snyder is the poster boy, as he puts it, for the left's diversity, inclusion, and equity agenda. It's not enough. It never will be. He goes on to say that Snyder bought the wrong football team in the wrong city. He can't win. He's playing a never-ending road game. He's surrounded by political people using him to make a point to Jerry Jones and every other pro sports owner. You want to know why the NFL climbed into bed with the BLM and the LGBTQ community and the Alphabet Mafia? Look at what's happening to Daniel Snyder. 
there's not written uh, that's not written to suggest that Snyder's innocent of the allegations brought against him. Snyder is a rich and powerful man, wealth and power corrupt, but Snyder is no more less rich, powerful and corrupt than the Patriots owner Robert Kraft, the old man who likes rubs and tugs, which is true. Uh, rich and powerful people, uh, which includes our politicians, would rather virtue signal uh, about every integrity, about integrity, than attempt to actually clean up and control their own immoral behavior. Do you follow me so far, he says. NFL owners, coaches, top executives, and high-profile players are all rich. They're powerful. They're mostly men. They're weak, and they live in a society that baits the weak, uh, weakness. From the boardroom to the playing field, it's a league filled with Deshaun Watsons and the 2010 version of Ben Roethlisberger. Weak men with excessive cash and free time, and I don't mind the devil's playpen. For athletes and people running athletic leagues, it's a wiser, uh, prof, uh, it's a wiser prophecy to buy Alphabet Mafia life insurance than run around uninsured. Snyder has no insurance. Now, basically, what he's saying is, look, the guy's a creep, but the rest of the NFL is too. They're throwing him out there as a scapegoat. Uh, they're using all the different, you know, inclusionary things in today's society to get this guy out of there. The, we all know the commissioner is completely cojoneless to do anything about it, but everybody's using Daniel Snyder as the poster child. My argument to this is, and I, look, he may be, Jason Whitlock may be 100% correct. However, however, if the allegations are true, it's kind of like when you get into who is guilty and who is innocent, but how many people are being arrested, okay? I, I, who cares? If you did a crime, you deserve to be arrested. The same thing goes with Daniel Schneider and any other NFL owner. If you did something wrong, you deserve to either, one, lose your franchise, two, be suspended, three, be fined, four, lose draft choices, or five, just be publicly ridiculed and humiliated because of what you did. And It's as simple as that. I don't care who did what, when, in the past, and what have you. If Daniel Snyder did this, he deserves to be the poster child for what not to do and to relinquish your football team, period. Period. Going back to Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft, powerful, white, rich. He made the video and all of that crap go away. It was embarrassing, but he made it all go away. The video, all of that never leaked out. Depositions never leaked out. He made it all go away. He had enough money to do so. Jerry Jones, for whatever he's paying that young woman for, whether she's actually his daughter or he's giving her consultation fees, whatever you want to call it, he's doing that. Stephen Ross trying to manipulate the system, trying to go behind lines, so to speak. He's trying to you know, fire one coach, hire another coach, bring in Tom Brady, pay a coach to lose games. All of that, hopefully that comes out. He's rich, he's white, he's powerful. He can make it all go away. Same thing with Jimmy Haslam. You know, we're, we're focused on Deshaun Watson. Why are we not talking about Jimmy Haslam trying to pay his head coach to lose ballgames? There's a lot of this crap going on right now throughout the National Football League. And it's like, over here, over here, Deshaun Watson, over here, pay attention to this. When there's a whole lot of people that are powerful in the game running around being scumbags. So I understand what Jason Whitlock is saying. But the bottom line is, whether you believe it or not, if he did it, 
He deserves to lose his franchise. If he skimmed money, if he stole money from fans, specifically dead ones and their families, which is despicable. If he did create this toxic work environment, if he was up there, you know, doing the rub and tug to himself, watching the photo shoot from the Washington cheerleaders, as many have indicated, if he's just this just minuscule creeper, get him the hell out of the league. I agree. Get him out of the league. But I'm not going to say he's only being persecuted because he's white, because he's rich, and because he happens to have a team that's actually based in Washington, D.C. Does that make sense, Ben? Or am I, have I gone way too deep into the rabbit hole there? It does. I mean, I don't, I don't really agree with much of what Whitlock had to say, and I, I don't find myself agreeing often, but I think I can compare what he's trying to say to the stuff with golf right now. Like, briefly, with the live, everyone looks at it and looks at everything that's wrong and how they're fronting for the Saudi government. Then they say, yeah, but look, you know, the PGA Tour has business in here and here and here. Just because yeah. other people do other things doesn't mean that this thing is not despicable and horrible. So we're focusing right. on this because he's literally being subpoenaed. We're focusing for a reason because he should sell the team. And I, you mentioned all the horrible stuff. That's also not to mention that their stadium's a dump. The fans hate him. It's like they're a horrible organization. So us calling yeah. for him to sell the team does not mean we're just going to completely forget about the other bad things that happen. That's how I look at it. I Have you ever been in a relationship or an argument with anybody that, that does what I always call yeah, but? Yes, uh, many times. You know, times. when you're sitting there and you see a specific instance and something happens right in front of you, right then and there, this moment, and you say, oh, my God, I can't believe you did this, or I can't believe you said that. And they go, instead of going, ah, oh, you know what, I'm sorry, you're right, uh, you just, you know, instead of that, you get, well, yeah, but, and then it's like, well, this person did this, or you did this, or that. And it's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. And those are all in the past, and those are all things either you've already been ridiculed for, you've apologized for, you moved on from, whatever. I understand that. There is a past. But a person that always says, yeah, but, is a person that will never look in the mirror. They'll never look in the mirror and actually look at themselves or look at the instance or look at the circumstance and say, this particular instance is wrong. They'll always go back to, yeah, but. Same thing right here. Same thing right here. I agree with you. By the way, speaking of the live tour, did you see that uh, the um, Christy Kerr calling the Congressionals renovated blue course one of the best she's ever played? And as the LPGA players drive courtesy Cadillacs this week, the talk is that they may end up leaving as well for a ladies live tour. I missed that. Yeah. I Would mean, LPGA LPGA players jump to the live golf as well? Uh, if indeed that happens to become a thing. I mean, I feel like they would given the massive sums of money. It doesn't mm -hmm. really change the destruction it's yeah. causing. Yep. Um, the uh, purse, the $9 million purse, double last year's uh, purse at the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. Stacey Lewis said in a message, in our history of the LPGA, this is far from normal. The LPGA was in grave peril when uh, she joined more than a dozen years ago. There were 23 events on the schedule. Nearly half of them were overseas. Um, and Catherine Kirk, one of the handful of players over 40 who competes regularly on the LPGA worries about, quote, the entitlement attitude permeating the tour right now. She looks back on what the LPGA founders did themselves back in the 1950s to get the tour off the ground, promotions, course setup, rulings, marketing, everything, and said in comparison to that, we have it easy, yes, 
we just rock up uh, more tournaments. And uh, on the eve of the 50th anniversary of Title IX, LPGA Commissioner Molly Marco uh, said, uh, Marco Saman, by the way, said that uh, the total person in the LPGA in 1972 was 972000 This week's winner will earn $1.35 million just in one tournament. So, uh, But there is a fear that if they decide to say, hey, let's grab the best golfers in the world, and a lot of the best golfers in the world are not necessarily coming out of the United States, that they would be more apt to go play in a live environment, a live tournament or a live tour rather than the LPGA, that that could ultimately collapse the LPGA. So could they go in that direction? So there's more live controversy, this time on the women's side. Uh, This is from Kaylee who says, hey, can you post that Jason Whitlock column? I will. I'll take a link of it and post it over on uh, the uh, Facebook fan page uh, for sure. But I, I just... Like I said, it's not necessarily that I agree with him. It's just uh, he always makes me think about what is right, what is wrong, and what direction I want to go. I completely agree with that. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. This is what I'm doing tonight. So we are all, we're all clear. Beautiful night tonight. After I get off the air, I'm going to breathe a little. I'm getting ready to kind of start packing for uh, our, our getaway trip after next week, uh, or the week after, I should say. Uh, so I'm going to start putting some things together. But tonight, a little bit of grilling, heading down to Paul Roberts, Roberts Specialty Meats, do a little grilling, coming back tonight. And I've been waiting for a good time that I have nothing going on to open one of the bottles that I got uh, a couple of weeks back from Forgotten Fire Winery. Tonight is that night. Going to sit out back on the patio, turn the lights on, turn the TV on, watch whatever happens to be on the tube, and uh, sit back with a bottle of Forgotten Fire Winery. And I'm taking with me the big jug of cider that I got from there. That's going on the vacation with me. I can't wait to be sitting on the deck overlooking the lake, relaxing and chillaxing, so to speak, and, and drinking some of that. But go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. They're not pretentious. They're not snooty. None of that. They just make good wines. Doesn't matter what you want to do with it. If you want to put ice in it, great. If you want to drink red, if you want to mix it, whatever the hell you want to do, do it. All they say is just enjoy it. ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. Dot com and ask for it by name in your stores, grocery stores, liquor stores, wine stores, whatever it happens to be. Again, ForgottenFireWinery.com in Peshtigo, Wisconsin. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin and well beyond the borders, and uh, they get it done. Whether it's ED, which they have a 98% success rate of treating, by the way, or maybe low T, maybe you're sluggish, moody, tired, putting on some weight, whatever it happens to be, and you can't figure out why. If you're over the age of 30, eh, maybe what you want to do is give them a call. Just go in, get your numbers checked. They can tell you. Tell you if you got some low T going on there. Uh, then there's the all-in-one weight loss program, and that works. Just stick with it. 
Give it 30 days. Can you do something for 30 days? Just stick with it. Make your life better. All of a sudden, you start to see your feet again. Yeah. The All-in-One Weight Loss Program from New Mail Medical. 414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. That's the New Mail Medical Center. 414 One phone number, by the way. 414-455-4451. Give them a call. Tell them we sent you. Um, got, well, got to give a shout out to our buddy, Ernie listening to us up in, uh, up in Viroqua. I love it when Ernie texts during the show. He's listening. I don't know if he's listening live or tape delay, but uh, he just gives me some cattywampus stuff via text message. And there's Ernie. How are we looking? Got to get back up and see Ernie too. We got to, I know they wanted us to come up and do some stuff, uh, yesterday and today, uh, up in Viroqua. We just weren't able to make the schedule work. But uh, but we'll get back. I, I promise. I know there's a lot of different places that want us to come and do some stuff, and we're going to try to get everything in. We, we it's just sometimes schedule doesn't allow. So we will do our best to get back up very soon. Uh, I don't think it's going to be in July, but maybe in August at some point we'll get back to Viroqua because I'd like to get back there when it's warm. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I'd like to get back there when it's warm. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. I say what we do if we go back to, to Viroqua. Now, Viroqua, you can get to Viroqua within, I think, about an hour of Madison, Ben, right? I have no, I'm, I'm not sure. I've never thought to go. You don't, you never, you don't, do you know where Viroqua is? I think I could point it out. Okay. Well, there you go. So Viroqua and it's like I said, it's not not overly far from where Madison is, because uh, you could probably just like out of Madison if you wanted to. Um, God, what is it? Fourteen? I think you just take fourteen all the way into Viroqua. Just get out of when you get out of Madison, you're you're you take where, where eighteen is, and it turns into fourteen. Just stay on it over near Middleton, and I think you can just go that way because it takes you through like Black Earth. And uh, Spring Green, I think, is one of the other areas. Richland Center, I know, uh, where you go through. Anyway, you take 14 all the way up. So what I think we do is maybe we do the show one day. I go to Viroqua, do the show, and then afterwards you can come up. We'll all play golf at the Viroqua Country Club. That could easily be arranged on my end. That We can do that. Tell me the day. Or Arnie can give us the hookup. So I, I think we're going to try to put something together with like a little afternoon golf session. With uh, with Ernie and the gang, we'll try to do that from our friends in Viroqua. We'll, we'll get that together, see what happens. I'd like to do that. That'd be fun. Uh, so Ernie, if you're listening, keep that in mind. Just saying. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You want to find us? Please feel free to go ahead and do so again. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Jimmy says, uh, loved having you yesterday in lacrosse. Great insight. Do you really think the Packers are going to win thirteen to fourteen games? When we went through the Packers' schedule, uh, Jimmy, by the way, thank you for the email. And more so, thank you for coming out, because that was a lot of fun last night. But when we went through the Packers' schedule, I'm I'm not blowing smoke. I mean, we went through this. and said, look, so, so you look at what the Packers have as far as tough games. The majority of their tough games are at home, right? So you start off the season, you're in, you, you know, in September 11th, you're in Minnesota. Okay, you understand. That's a tough one. But I, I'm assuming the Packers win that game, but we'll wait and see. But you've got, what, the Bears at home, New England at home, and, the, and New England's a good team. Now, Tampa Bay on the road, that's going to be tough, so we already marked that as a loss, right? So that would be your first loss. Uh, New England at home, 
Mac Jones, I think they're good. I don't think they're great. I think they're they can be had. New York is at home. Then you've got some of the tougher teams. Now Dallas is on the or uh, excuse me, Buffalo is on the road. Uh, the Giants game is in London. I, I don't think they're going to lose either. The Buffalo game they could lose. I don't think they're going to lose to the New York Giants in London. I don't think they lose at Detroit. Then you got Dallas and Tennessee back to back, but those games are at home. Matt Lafleur has been extremely good at home since taking over. They protect home field really well. Now they haven't done it real well in the postseason, but regular season they have. The Rams are at home, Minnesota's then at home, and the Lions are at home. Are they going to lose to the Dolphins? No. Chicago at Chicago? Come on. Aaron Rodgers, I own you! Ain't happening. At Philadelphia? Eh. Philadelphia, NBC, Sunday night. That's going to be a tough one. Philly crowd's going to be up for that in November. But at Detroit? At Washington? Do you see them losing to Washington? So if you had to say here some losses, maybe they lose the first one against Minnesota on the road. Maybe they lose the third one at Tampa Bay. They're one and two. Uh, do they lose to New England at home? No. The Jets at home? No. The Giants on the road in, in London? No. The Washington Commanders? No. Lose at Buffalo. Third loss of the season. At Detroit? I'm going to say they sweep Detroit. I think Detroit's a better team, but they're pesky. Uh, Dallas at home? No. They win that one. Tennessee at home, I still think they win. Maybe they lose one of those two games at best or at worst, but no. Okay, so they haven't lost at home yet. At Philadelphia, they probably don't lose. At Chicago, no. The Rams, okay, let's say they lose to the Rams. That's your fourth loss of the season, right? Then you get Minnesota at home and Detroit at home. You go to Miami and get a win? That's four losses. That's 13 wins, right? Four losses, 13 wins. I, I think the Packers, when, when I look at the Packers' schedule, so, and Jimmy, when I answered your question last night, those are the games that are at home, and they've been really good at protecting home. The home field advantage. So, I'm, I'm good. I'm good saying 13, 14 wins. They could end up with 12. Maybe they lose one they shouldn't. But I'm not predicting doom and gloom. So just so you know, by the way, our buddy Joe DeGuano listening right now, he said it's an hour and a half uh, to get from Madison to Viroqua. An hour and a half. We could do that. We could do that, Ben. Maybe set it up. You get out of there a little early. You meet us at the golf course. Drive straight. That's not a bad way to go, right? Yeah, I need a couple weeks to get the game in check, but aside from that, oh, it to hell work. with that. I mean, we just want to we want to see the epic meltdown of one Benzie Kenny. Man, I, hitting woods and owls, and maybe getting into it with a deer in the woods. Some big buck taking you out because you hit him in the rear end with a golf ball and Aaron's shot that goes astray. We want all of that. Maybe one of those black bears that are running around southeastern Wisconsin right now makes its way into that area and starts chasing you out into the fairway. That'd be fantastic. I'll figure out my mental fortitude by then. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get a chance really to play too much when uh, on Monday, the back and the the lower back have been problematic. I I, I putted a little bit, kind of drove the course to some charity stuff. Had a few shots, but was not capable of really playing a lot. But I'm hoping to by the time August rolls around, hoping to be a little bit better. So we'll see. See what happens. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, 877-867-1670. Our good buddy, Chris 
joining us over on Twitter in the uh, in the Twitterverse says next year regarding the Green Bay Packers and their public training camp dates said it'll be down to ten or eleven, just like uh, the children with the bicycles. The Packers intend to reduce the organic fan experience in their quest to monopolize it. Do you feel we're going in that direction? Fans of the Green Bay Packers, do you feel that the Green Bay Packers are excluding you to kind of be the puppet master, if you will, from the organic fan event? And everything they're doing now is created and monetized. Is that the direction you feel they're going? That's a, that's a shame. Chris Phineas, uh, who's been with me a long time, following over on Twitter, uh, that's a shame that uh, that that people are beginning to feel that way. You'll lose that connectivity with a team that is owned by the fans, and that's a shame. You don't want to go in that direction if you're the Packers. I and I agree. Going back to when the the Packers tried to do the quote marketed marketized G force, do you remember that Ben? That catastrophe. Instead of coming out with just the regular cheese heads and because they don't own that, so to speak, but you know, coming out with all of that, instead of just letting it be organic and be fans, be fans, they tried to create this marketable the G Force. Be part of the G Force. Which they had the raising of the G Force flag. They were trying to do it like the twelfth man in Seattle, you know? Every every good idea has to be mimicked to the point it's contrived and marketed in other areas and it just looks hokey. And the G-Force thing looked stupid. It just did. I get it. I applaud them for trying. But the way they went about it, the execution from point A to point B was just bad. So uh, if you're feeling that the Packers are pushing you further and further away as a fan, uh, that's that's part of it I agree with, and it, it's the Packers' fault. On the other part of it is, Everything they do, they need to make money on because they're a a public-owned team. They, they don't have the deep pockets of an owner behind them to be able to say, I'm going to do what I want to do. I can afford this. And that's part of being the publicly-owned team. you got to be viable. you got to continue to make money. you got to continue to stockpile the war chest because eventually there is going to come a day. There is going to come a day, and it... I think is sooner rather than later, unfortunately. There is going to come a day where the Green Bay Packers management, upper brass, people that have been there a long time through a lot of winning in the organization will be eventually brought to their knees because of losing. And then they're going to come back and say, please help us, please take care of us, please support us. And then you got a decision to make. You're going to say, you know what? When times were good, you wanted to shove us away. Now you come back when times are bad. And people are peeing all over you. So it's, you know, you got to be careful. Got to be careful. Uh, 877-867-1670. Michael says, I feel fewer and fewer practices that are going to be held at the public uh, shuts us out unless we were paying fans that wanted to come into the Clark Hinkle field and sit in the stands for 50 bucks a person. Then maybe they would open up a few more. The other thing, Michael, here's the thing. Let's be honest. Um, With the new collective bargaining agreement, there is only so much availability for what players are allowed to do. You saw, you've already seen teams. Mike McCarthy, uh, last year was Cincinnati, this year it's Chicago. 
they've all done things to where players complained and said, and there are some people that, uh, uh, that, that watch this, they monitor this for the players association. There's one guy per team of things you can and can't do like in some of these, um, in some of these, uh, um, situations, you, you know, one of these OTAs and minicamp, you can't hit, you can't hit. You're only allowed so many hours to do so many things. You're only allowed so many hitting practices. You're only allowed so many, so many practices. You're only allowed so many hours within the facility. You know, I mean, they, they've really limited that. So that's something that, uh, that you have to be cognizant of as well. But I agree with you. When they do practice, you would love to see them outside. No doubt about it. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Todd says, hey, if you're uh, if you're not planning to stop at the Viroqua Food Co-op for a Korean Reuben, you might as well just turn around. Todd, is that, that what we should be doing? The Viroqua Food Co-op. I drive past right there on Main Street. I drive past it all the time. I did not know that they had the Korean What is a Korean Reuben? What is different regarding the Korean Reuben? Please tell me, Todd. Lay it out there for me. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. you back hey our friends at the milwaukee admirals look for them all over at many of the different festivals especially in the milwaukee area but uh, if you're saying going to the wisconsin state fair they're going to have a booth there uh, i'm sure they're going to have a presence in the sports court down there at Summerfest as well but uh, if you're looking for the 2022 2023 tickets they are on sale get your package now to the uw panther arena and some good ahl hockey action Milwaukee Admirals, the uh, the parent team is the Nashville Predators, but go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com and look for Admirals Hockey coming to you this fall. 877-867-1670. The Bucks tonight exploring a host of options with numerous picks. They've got the 24th pick right now. Rival teams say the Bucks have indicated a willingness to explore moving up into the mid to late teens portion of the first round of the NBA draft tonight, potentially targeting some of the draft's best seven footers that are out there. Mark Williams and Walker Kessler beyond that with several front court players on expiring contracts or entering their final seasons, adding an all American big man such as uh, Lydell uh, could be attractive. So uh, EJ Lydell, the kid out of Ohio state, solid rim protector. He can switch on the uh, perimeter. Has improved his shooting significantly in his junior year. 
He's got a high floor as a prospect, as they say, and his productivity and toughness make him a solid option uh, at this stage of the draft, right around number 24. But there's some thoughts that maybe the Bucks are going to move up in the draft and trade away whatever draft capital or package it up or even buy a pick for that matter if they decide to go in that direction. Um, I, you and I talked about this to start the show today, Ben. If anything... What are the what do the Bucks need? I don't know who exactly would fit this bill, but I feel like they need something dynamic from the bench. Where we saw it really show up when Middleton went out because the bench guys had to go fill mm-hmm. the role of a starter, but something right. dynamic off the bench. Like Portis brings you a lot. He brings you the energy. He'll be on the boards. He's gritty. But I need someone in a Pat Connaughton or Grayson Allen role that can give me more shooting and give me more scoring, can create his own shot. Yeah, see, everybody's looking for that. I I think if you go through the list, every team needs a shooter who can play defense. I just I, I don't know how that fits. Now I understand, you know, if you got Lopez or you know, say Bobby, say for whatever reason, Portis, you know, is not back or what have you, that suddenly you start to look in different areas for big men. Maybe this is the draft to do it in. But I just, uh, I, I just, when you start to go through this list, and I was reading through the NBA uh, mock draft earlier this morning, a lot of these teams are looking, they need a 6'4 to 6'7 mid range shooter that can play defense, possibly come off the bench. I'm like, boy, every team needs that. You know, um, now here's the question with PJ Tucker opting out. Would you want PJ Tucker back? If you now, again, you can, people say, well, if you can afford him, if you can afford to bring him in, you can afford to bring him in. It's whether or not you want to pay the luxury tax on him or not. Would you bring back PJ Tucker? Yeah. If it could all work out and he'd want to come back. I don't know what he's after. Cause he'll probably get a lot of money offered to him on the open market, but yeah. if it could work out, absolutely. I uh, I would. I don't know how pissed off he is to even be able to talk to Bucks management, maybe to John Horst and company, because he says he felt uh, insulted or disrespected. But I would. I think I'd. I mean, if I'm if I'm Giannis, yeah, I'm I'm calling up PJ Tucker and saying, PJ, hey, come back, can come back for me, you know. That type of thing. Hey, by the way, are you going to uh, check out the Disney Plus and Rise, the Giannis Atenacumpo movie? Oh, I I have seen commercials for that. I don't know. Maybe it's tonight at midnight. Oh, it definitely not tonight at midnight. Plus. Yeah, well, I'm mean, I'm just talking maybe over the weekend or something. But I know they had the big uh, the red, the red carpet reveal, and Giannis did his walk with his kids and girlfriend down the red carpet. Uh, all of them, all the kids, and Giannis dressed the same in the tan suit that looked to be a couple of sizes too small, but that is now in fashion. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, that starts tonight. Midnight tonight, it uh, airs and streams on Disney+. Plus. You can see it there. There's also all this talk about Hustle, the Adam Sandler movie that everyone kind of loves about really a, a journey of him finding a basketball guy and bringing him to the NBA. I don't know. I, I'm not really into those movies at this point hmm i uh i'll watch the i'll watch the uh the honest movie uh for sure i'll pay attention to that i just i just find it intriguing 
He's got such a unique story. Uh, and I want to see – my um, thought going into this, I want to see if Giannis or how much this movie recognizes the Bucks and John Hammond once he gets to the NBA for keeping him in the NBA. I mean, the backstory is that Giannis was pretty homesick and pretty feeling pretty alone as a kid being drafted into the NBA. It was a dream come true. He was completely thrilled to be a part of it. But coming to Milwaukee, not knowing anybody, very broken English at the time, and he's gotten tremendously better. He's still at times a little hard to understand. but um, And just, you know, trying to be a kid making it with Jason Kidd as the head coach. But John Hammond uh, is the one that said, hey, uh, you know, let me uh, – he started spending a lot of time with him, you know, having dinner with him, taking him out in the city and – and going over to because he was living in the hotel down the street and going over to the hotel and, you know, kind of being a father figure to him. I want to see how much of that they uh, show, how close Giannis actually came to saying, you know what, the NBA is not for me. I want to go home. But he had a mission. The mission was to get to the NBA, make money so he could help his family, you know, because his mom was uh, the, the family's pretty intelligent. But his mom, I, I believe at one point was like a vendor on the streets because uh, of some, some, you know, the lack of, of jobs or something like that. I don't know the whole story. So I'm really interested in seeing more detailed background as it comes about. But Rise begins tonight on Disney Plus, and that is going to start, I, th- I believe it's midnight tonight is when it uh, downloads. So if you're, gonna, if you're interested in it, take a look. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Welcome back. Bill Michael Show continues on. Glad to have you. Hey, uh, our friends at Sunset Grill right there on Pewaukee Lake uh, sent me a nice note. Big weekend last weekend. More than a few people. Boaters on Pewaukee Lake stopped over. Used the new docks and stopped over. Headed up to the uh, the new big deck that's out back. They had some music out there. So they had a great time. Great time. And also, they're big supporters of uh, Summerfest. They're giving away some tickets out there. So, Go out and see uh, everybody that happens to head past the Lake Country area and Pewaukee Lake. That is Sunset Grill Pewaukee. Sunset Grill Pewaukee. Stop in. Trish runs the place. Go and ask for Trish. Tell her we sent you. Who knows? Maybe she'll give you a beer or something like that. I don't know. What? Just, just throwing it out there. But uh, say hi to Trish and uh, stop by Sunset Grill Pewaukee. Really good place right there on the water. I'm uh, hoping, hoping, knock on wood, hoping. I get my boat back today. They were finishing up yesterday over at Skipper Bud's, putting the engine in it. I'm hoping to get it back today. I'm hoping, I'm waiting for that phone call to say, Bill, it's all done. Can't wait. Get my boat back. That might be uh, something I'm doing this weekend. Looking forward. Sunday would be the day. Probably go drop it in the water a couple times before head out on vacation. But, uh, oh, can't wait to get the boat back. Uh, Which, by the way, it's from Skipper Bud's in Pewaukee. Todd and the gang out there did a bang-up job on the boat, too. Loving it. I'm going out there uh, today, later today. I'm going to go check on it. But going out there later today, they got a whole bunch of uh, tubes and 
uh, like towables for tubing and stuff, and these uh, those floating islands, those big Hawaiian floating islands uh, that are so cool that are like the rave, right, uh, the rage right now. Uh, you just throw them out off of a dock or off of your boat, and you've got a floating like a dock, like a floating island. It, the, those things are really cool. Uh, going over there to get uh, Maverick three-person towable today. I might have to do a little tubing when I'm gone, although I don't think I'm going to be able to actually get on the tube because of my back, but uh, I could probably tow more than a few people around, so I'm going to do that. Stopping over to Skipper Buds, and if you want to as well, 262-544-1200, 262-544-1200. There you go. Uh, eight sec, uh, eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 16, 70. You want to hit us up, do it. Uh, our buddy Bernie says, uh, Hey unit, uh, going to the Brewers game today. Uh, are you predicting a win or is this losing streak going to continue And the Brewers are then going to be forced to make a deal? Bernie, um, let's just say Bernie, I'm going to say they win today. Fair enough. Easy to answer your question. Um, let me, well, you know what, Bernie, if you think they're going to lose, I'll take them to win, and we'll put like a uh, uh, a Culver's Hot Fudge Sunday on it or something like that. You want to do that? Let me know. Hit me back up. Hit me back up. I'll let you know. Okay? Sound good? We're in. Uh, this one's from our buddy Steve. He said, uh, good afternoon, Bill. For all the Goody haters here in Cheeseland, uh, PFN, Pro Football Network, listed Goody and the Packers front office as the sixth best in the NFL. He is more aggressive in player acquisitions. And his handling of Aaron Rodgers' situation was specifically noted. I just had to throw that Goody haters uh, to throw them under the bus. That's our buddy Stephen Richfield. Steve, I got you. I think if you took away, if you took away the Jordan Love pick, would you consider Brian Gutekunst, since he's taken over as the general manager of the Green Bay Packers? Would you consider to him to be, if not the best, top three in the National Football League? Just think about that for a minute. That's how good Goody's been. When you look at all the acquisitions and all the players that he's brought in, they either worked or they didn't. He's gotten rid of, he's cut bait with, and then moved on. Would you consider Brian Gutekunst one of the top three general managers in all of football. Because, okay, think about, think about this. And I, I wanna, I'll get into this in the next hour. But, but think about this for just a minute. The acquisitions when he took over, he had a, he had a little rebuilding to do. Because we all know Ted was rather laxed in his last couple of years. Okay? So would you say that Ted or that uh, Gutekinds and taking over for Ted Thompson, Thompson, would uh, has been the the one of the best general managers in football because think about this for a minute. The the whole controversy started when he took Jordan Love. Then that controversy burned like a wildfire. People went crazy. Rogers went crazy. Everybody went went nuts, right? Everybody went nuts. And then, after the fact, right? After the fact, he then smoothed it back over. Continued to move forward. Looked at what he had, what he lost. And fortified areas different of need 
to make the team even better and stronger in other areas and did not really deviate from his board. The only thing you could say that Jordan Love equated to the loss of Devontae Adams. And I know you're going, wait, what? What? what, what wait, what? The pick of Jordan Love lost Devontae Adams. That began the downfall. Everything else has pretty much remained the same, but the pick of Jordan Love began the downfall to the loss of Devontae Adams. We'll talk about that when we come back after the top of the hour. But would you consider Gutekinst to be one of the top five GMs in the National Football League? And if you take away the Jordan Love pick, the way things could be, remember where they would be today. Also, we got to get an update on this whole NHL controversy. I want to get into that too. We got Aaron Sims. I got to call Aaron Sims. He said he'd be available after one. We got to get a hold of Aaron Sims. Got to talk to him a little bit about that too. But but keep this in mind. Two things to talk about. We're going to talk a little hockey, but I, I want to talk about that when you talk about how good Brian Gutekunst really is. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.